I'm thinking. It's an alternate universe where instead of Spider-Man or instead of Peter Parker getting bitten by the spider, it's Gwen Stacy that gets bit by the spider. You're talking about Spider-Gwen. I am. Spider-Gwen. 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 Doing the things that Gwen Stacy does when she gets bit by a radioactive spider. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, not as catchy. You know what kind of bummed me out though, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, but whatever. It's it's already been out. It's uh, they don't really show the origin story in detail, but they basically say she got bit by a spider, and Peter Parker was jealous and tried to make himself uh, into a power thing, and they show him injecting himself with something and like kind of looking like the Goblin and dying. <laughs> okay, so Peter Parker's dead. Peter Parker's dead in this universe. So it's a different it's a different dynamic because now you have Captain Stacy. Gwen Stacy's dad doesn't like Spider-Man because doesn't like Spider-Woman because she's a vigilante, yet it's her dad. Awkward. Awkward. Thanksgiving time feast is awkward. It also takes place, you know, well, I guess the new Spider-Man does too, but in modern times. Well, sure. Current day. I love the way comic book movies are doing that these days, and they make everything kind of pulled into the modern universe. She's in a, uh, and, you know, here's the deal. Instead Instead of her disappointing Aunt May... She's always disappointing the her bandmates in her girl band. Josie and the Pussycats? Uh, I believe they're called the MJs. Gem? The MJs, and it's like Mary Jane is... Uh, Are they truly outrageous? They're not, because oh. it's Mary Jane Watson, not Jim. Oh. Yeah. Not Mary J. Blige? No. So how's your role-playing experience going? My role-playing experience? You are playing in a role-playing game, you freaking nerd. Ha <laughs> ha! I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, you do. I got invited to play as well, but I was not able to. You're playing your Marvel comic superhero. That's right. You know role why? playing game. I'm playing as the man with split personalities. He's insane. Oh, you're playing as yourself. He worships the moon god Khonshu. Definitely playing yourself. Moon Knight. Oh, Moon Knight. Excuse Nobody me. knows who Moon Knight is. Very few people. Can you give a brief explanation of who Moon Knight is for the listeners at home? I just said he is has split personalities. Oh, that's all there is He's to it? He's slightly insane. He worships the moon god, moon god Khonshu. See, I couldn't play in your game as Moon God Khonshu because that would have been awesome. Well, yeah, no it's just me you. yelling at you, and they were just like, "Well, Ray, you already have a podcast for that, right?" <laughs> right. Yeah, it's definitely a nerdy thing to do, and that's what's funny about it. Is like they said, uh, you still weren't cool enough to be invited. That's how dare you? It's weird about it. <laughs> I was so, I was so uncool. I got nothing to add to that. I was just. Yeah. Period. End of sentence. Yeah, I don't... But you, you guys know, are doing... The, I, how big is this group now? It's like a dozen people or something? Yeah, it's something like ten people. Yeah, and it's everybody... It's all my favorite people in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's a bunch of, I'm so mad I can't do it. It's a bunch of great comedians like John McNamee yes. and Tommy Bechtold. Tommy Bechtold. Derek well, Reed. Run by Derek Reed, of course. Uh, Matthew, boy, Matthew uh, Harris. Billy Villegas. Oh, yeah, Matthew Harris. Yeah, it's... It's, it's everybody I love in Los uh, Angeles. Chad Fogland. Jeez, oh, Daisy Faith. Where's Benny uh, Arthur? Is Benny, Benny Arthur? Benny Arthur is not there. What? Yeah. What? Um, I think Benny was busy or something. I don't know. Yeah. Welcome to Los Angeles. Anyway, it's, it's we're going to run for a few weeks. It kind of conflicts with my poker game, so we'll see if I can go every um, week. Probably not. Yeah. Hey, everybody. You've made it once again. You ready for episode 84? Of Raisin, Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, uh, I've been running in and out of town, so we're putting this up in an irregular schedule, Brent. Mm-hmm. Isn't that exciting? Um, not really. I go out. I go to Canada. I go to Vancouver, Canada for five days, and the NFL literally explodes. Mm-hmm. It literally breaks the internet. How much stuff went on I'm in the gla- NFL? I'm glad that you mentioned that you went to Canada because I would yes. just like to say to the listeners, yes, that's the level of commitment that Ray has. His excuse for us not having our podcast out on time, yes, is he went to Canada. I went to Vancouver, lovely British Columbia. Enjoyed it a heck of a lot more than I thought I was going to. And here's to. the deal, Ray. What happened when you tried to take your tickets that you bought for the Grizzlies game to the Grizzlies game? Yeah, I showed up at the basketball arena, and they mm-hmm. said, these they don't play here anymore. They're in Memphis. Yeah. So I'm going to Memphis. <laughs> Hope the tickets are still good. They're from 1997. I'm really... Big country's still playing, right? Yep. Is he still a thing? Okay, great. Actually, the coolest thing about Vancouver, and I, I was saying a little bit earlier... But we, we check into the apartment where we're staying for the long-term, um, week-long deal. And there's a mob of people that are just like, we hear it outside the window. And I'm just hearing like the sounds of just like a stadium, essentially right outside the window. And there is a huge mob of people screaming, singing, uh, uh, no, we're not going to take it, the, the Twisted Sister song. But they changed the lyrics to being like, we are the white caps. Yeah, we are the white caps. 
yeah, we are the White Caps, Vancouver. And I was just, I got excited because they just kept doing it over and over again while shooting whistles. They were really singing like to the tune of, we're not going to take it. We're not going to take it. Is that, is that Quiet Riot or is that uh, Twisted, Twisted Sister? Sister. Okay, yeah. I knew it was one of those. D. Snyder. D. Snyder. Yeah. And so I literally, I'm not even kidding, on my phone, like as they're going by the window, I just turn to my wife, Melissa, and I just say, I, I might need to buy a ticket to this game and just join that mob and go to the game. But the tickets, how much do you think of the worst ticket available at a Vancouver Whitecaps? Now, it is the first soccer game of the MLS season against hated rival Toronto. How much do you think a basic ticket was? Uh, I'm going to say $84. $60. So not quite 84 but like the good, that was the bad ticket. That's the one where you're basically hanging your butt outside the stadium. <laughs> And I said, maybe I'm not going to do that after all. I got, I got a stand-up show to get to. Okay. Happens. Mm. That's very interesting. Anyway, so that's why Ray didn't wasn't able to do the podcast last week, and we are a week behind. Well, this is coming. This show is going to come out on a Monday. You're welcome, Jeez, oh, Pete's. Anyway, yeah, we got a lot of stuff we're going to talk about. We have day one. The NFL season just started, Brent. The NFL year just started. How does that even count? I would say that the the Detroit season's already over. How wouldn't would you, you? Why would you say that? Because you lost your guy. But we got a guy. Yeah, you didn't get the guy you lost though. Not even close. Well, that's not possible because that's yeah. not how the NFL well, free agency you get, works. You could get an equal value and you did not. That's okay. Pretty close, though. Mm, not well, close we'll all. talk about that. Yeah. Also, we've got uh, Walking Dead and Better Call Saul, both excellent episodes this past week. And the NCAA tournament's coming up, Brent. As we record this on a Sunday, they haven't quite announced the brackets yet, but um, we do want to make brief mention we will be doing the Raisin Brent Tournament Bracket Challenge again. Mm-hmm. Check the show notes at Ray Brent Podcast or just go to ESPN and check out. You know, the Raisin Brent podcast uh, tournament. We dare you to challenge us, and you'll probably end up like you did last year with all of you losing to us. Except. Except for one. Matt Manser. Well, I, I wouldn't say they all lost to us. I think I finished abs. I think I you were dead last. Sec- I was three from the bottom. Yeah, we were. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was the roughest bracket I've ever put together. <laughs> but the winner, the winner of our um, bracket challenge will be invited to be a guest on the show. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. That was Matt Manser last year. It was year. Matt Manser last year, and he came in and did a wonderful job. He did. Of sitting here while we just talked at him. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about that. In any case, you ready to get this thing going? Let's do it. Let's do it after three seconds of... Leonard Skinner. If I leave tomorrow... So the NFL went freaking crazy. Crazy town over this past week. You know what? Here's what I think. <clears throat> My big takeaway from the from the crazy first week yes. of uh, free agency yes. is that apparently the Saints need to just have another bounty gate because Sean Payton has lost his mind. And, and he's not decided, the only one. <laughs> I'm going to trade away every good player on my team except for Drew Brees. We just need Drew Brees. Yet. There's still time, Brent. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, we brought up the Saints. I, this is something I wanted to talk about. What are the, is there even a plan anymore? Because the ownership group for the Saints, right? They've got a very old owner uh, in the classic, you know, Hollywood story of the very, very old and maybe senile owner and the much younger wife who's now trying to separate him from his kids. And now his kids are suing to get possession of the team. And she wants possession of the team. The wife does. And people don't even know if this owner is even competent anymore. So now they're having to, this is just happening right now. They're having him like see a doctor to see if he's still competent. I think Law and Order SVU just did an episode very, very similar to what's going on right now with the uh, owner of the Saints. So meanwhile, the front office, is gone crazy. Jimmy Graham gets traded to the Seahawks. Of all the teams you're going to trade Jimmy Graham to, you trade him to the Seahawks? That's almost unfair. They're just playing Madden on easy mode right now. <laughs> Not to mention Kenny Stills is gone. Pierre Thomas is gone. You think this has to do with the owner, like <clears throat> kind of being uh, you know, an absentee owner right now? Not an absentee, but you know he had set up these trusts for his estranged heirs, and now they're like basically... They've been saying some crazy stuff, so now he's trying to get that stuff back out of the trusts. What I think is going on right now is you have a GM, and maybe Sean Payton as well, because he's really heavily involved in player personnel, but uh, you have a team that's, I think with the stuff going on with the ownership group, they see this as the perfect time to blow it up and and do all this like transitioning, mm-hmm. because I think nobody's going to be looking at them for a couple of years while they sort out all this other mess. I, I guess my question is, what does Drew Brees think of all this? Drew Brees has what three years left? I mean, he but three years left. We're talking about a three-year rebuilding program yes. at this point. Yeah, we're talking about blowing up the entire organization, Florida Marlins style. I mean, you but you basically traded Jimmy Graham. I know part of it was a salary thing. 
They got a center and a first round pick, which in theory. But it's the it's the number thirty one. Yeah, it's basically a second round pick. And you could you could in theory, if Marcus here's the deal, if Marcus Mariota, they also gave up like a fifth round pick. So if Marcus Mariota falls past six, if the Jets don't take him at six, and he pulls an Aaron Rodgers and he starts going down, down, down the draft, in theory, the Saints could you know take him with their early pick before he gets too far down, if they're into him. Or if he gets close to where their pick is, they can take those two picks and try to trade up to get Mariota, in theory, if they're ready to move on. It only makes sense to do that, I guess. Doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, is Mariota kind of the the, the, the question mark here that's holding all this weird stuff together? Because yes. you have the Saints getting rid of everyone, yes. and then you also have the Eagles. The Eagles are the other team that went completely nuts. Yeah. What? What Both is, teams that have been linked to Marcus Mariota, potentially. Yeah, potentially. But the Eagles have already come out and said they're not going after Mariota. But why but would you say that? But everybody says everything Why would you right say now. that if you yeah. were, you Exactly. Know. It's all smoke and mirrors right now. But can we agree, though, that the Saints have basically given up for the near future and are completely rebooting and starting over? I don't see any other way to look at it. They also got rid of their, you know, their. I think he was their number three receiver last year, Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills is just gone. Real fast guy. Yeah. Gone. Gone. Why? <laughs> If you're rebuilding, don't you want to keep that young guy now? And then, the, but they they signed Mark Ingram. They they were the Saints coming into this year had the lowest salary cap uh, available. Like they had the lowest amount of money work to work with. So what do they do? They sign Mark Ingram to a four year deal, and then immediately afterwards, sign C.J. Spiller to a near identical deal. So now they have two running backs, no wide receivers. A quarterback, and I love Drew Brees. I mean, he re- represents that team so well. He's such a good guy and a good guy for the NFL. He looked like he took a step back last year. Didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. was well, not as good okay. as we we've, we've known I'm him to be. As down on CJ Spiller as you are, because I I realize that part of CJ Spiller's problem is Buffalo's offensive line is awful, horrendous, horrendous. Trust uh, me, I'm a Lashawn McCoy C- fantasy keeper owner. Spiller, I know. To me, CJ Spiller is very similar player to Reggie Bush. Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. Uh, so with and a, by that I mean injured, <laughs> injured, but oh. but a, you know fast, elusive guy. Yeah. Uh, the problem is, you know, they signed him and now they they. They gave away some of their great offensive linemen. The, the Chiefs got Ben Grubbs for from from the Saints. Granted, he's thirty one years old, but but linemen sometimes play until they're thirty five years old. Absolutely, linemen can play until the end of time as long as they're still productive. Yeah, Ben Grubbs went to a Pro Bowl as as late uh, as uh, recent uh, recently as twenty thirteen. Great. Okay, so now you get rid of that guy for a fifth round pick. The, the cool thing is, unlike running back and wide receiver and other positions, if you play offensive line, generally the, the fall from grace is slow, and you can see it coming a few years in advance. You know, you don't just go from being, like, good to bad overnight. Yeah, you don't fall off the planet. Like, sometimes right. that happens with pass rushers. They just fall off yes. the planet. They get 15 sacks, and then all of a sudden they're down to, like, three, and they're like, oh, you're just kind of done because you were a speed guy. Yep. But the linemen are not necessarily like that. But my point was, they pick up Spiller, who... Had a hard time because of the bad offensive line, partially, and now they get rid of their offensive line. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. And now Jimmy Jimmy Graham, again, gone. Like, this team. So, I guess this is my question I would ask you. Do you just jettison Drew Brees? Trade him? I mean, there's rumors that they trade him in their first round, two first round picks to uh, Tampa Bay, and they grab Jameis Winston, and they just start over fresh. But Drew Brees means so much to that team, to that organization, to the people who root for New Orleans. As you know, my wife is a, is a New Orleans fan, uh, uh, you know, a Johnny-come-lately New Orleans fan, but one all the same. She has told me, now that Jimmy Graham is gone, if they traded away Drew Brees, pretty much she is done being a Saints fan. <laughs> like, so I that think she's begs, not the only one. That begs the question, Ray, and I was about to ask you this. How many of these bandwagon Saints fans that weren't Saints fans before they became good, before they got Drew Brees, all of a sudden are Dallas Cowboys fans or Atlanta Falcons fans again, because that's also kind of in the area. Or Tampa Bay. Or Tampa Bay. Or no, let's Jacksonville. Be let's be honest. None of them Nobody's are be Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay or fans. Jacksonville yeah, fans. No, no there are no Tampa Bay fans. Let's keep it real <laughs> for five seconds. All the Tampa Bay fans that I know, I'll tell me about the real teams they root for. <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, even if I was a Tampa Bay fan, that stuff with Warren Sapp's real embarrassing. Oh, it's right. the worst. He throws every other guy under the bus for everything, and then he himself does it. And then acts like, oh, well, why are you guys talking about it? Why were you talking about it for a decade, Warren? You can't. You troll. You can't be the smuggest dude in the world and then, you know, get caught and then act like people aren't going to, you know, destroy you you on social media. You know what we love? A fall from grace. (laughs) (laughs) If I know one thing about America. Um, Uh, You know what I love? One of my things that I love, and it's, it's a similar thing. 
and I use this all the time when it happens on TV shows. I love it when somebody gets comeuppance. Yes. Comeuppance. Yes. Uh, so the other team you alluded to, the Philadelphia Eagles, is the other team that went absolutely crazy. Except the Eagles, I think, are trying to be good by jettisoning all their good players and then making weird signings. Like they signed, they had Ryan Matthews. Uh, they first off, they trade away uh, LaShawn McCoy to Buffalo, of course, for a bag of donuts and Kiko Alonso, who is who's coming off an ACL injury. Yeah, o- okay, I guess. And then they go ahead and they bring Ryan Matthews in, offer him a contract, and then in the 11th hour, sign DeMarco Murray from Dallas by throwing a crap ton of money at him. And then they just say, I mean, mean, he he got paid. He was not, he's not getting 12 million like Marshawn Lynch. He's getting 8 million. He's getting 8 million, which is fine. That's about what running backs, upper echelon running backs are going for these days. And then they sign Ryan Matthews anyway. Do they forget they have Darren Sproles? Yeah. He's still in town, you know, and there's, he was like your number one dude last one year. one ball, and they have three running backs. I thought that was the reason they were getting rid of McCoy's, because they're like, oh, we're going to give Sproles a bigger... Uh, Sproles is the guy. But they I really know. wanted to stick it to Dallas, right? That's why they took DeMarco Murray. But Dallas so. didn't even want DeMarco Dallas Murray. Dallas didn't want him. Obviously, if they did, they could have paid the night. They could have matched the $8 million. Is that like, you know, I th- see it as like a dude who's like dating this chick who's, you know, she's good and all, but he's done with her, right? And well, And so somebody else swoops in and like steals her away from him, and he's like... Thank you. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to be with her anymore. I, th- I think. I believe the thing with Dallas is, and it's the thing that's becoming more and more commonplace in the NFL right now, is running backs are being undervalued, expendable. Yeah, they're expendable. The, the, the NFL strategy I mean, you, now is you get two or three of them yeah. and you just rotate them as they get hurt. You actually even talked about this at the end of last year, so I will give you credit for this, Ray. Say for what? Once now? in your life, uh, you were talking about how man they are just like running Demarco Murray into the ground. Clearly, they don't want him back. They next don't want year. him back. Yeah. These, they want to send him to another team as damaged goods and hope he breaks down for that other team. I mean, which and seems, now that other teams in their division, it seems like kind of a heartless thing to do for a guy that played, you know, with a broken hand in the playoffs. You know what I he mean? Really did. Um, was, but let's face it: the last four games, Demarco Murray's production was way down compared to the I mean, first twelve. It just shows you the difference in in ownership styles. You know, like Jerry Jones was willing to do that. Like I, I feel like if it, well, I guess they did with Emma Smith too. They let Emma Smith go back in the day. So uh, play for Arizona, but, th- but then if we're going to, to Philadelphia, the thing that, that I keep seeing is Chip Kelly just seems like he thinks that players are just interchangeable, and there's no such thing as chemistry. And we're just, you know, I I treat all you guys like you're just a name on a paper. I mean, not even like really. And we're burying the one A story with the Eagles. They traded Nick Foles for Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly's lost his mind. Chip Kelly's actually comparing Sam Bradford in 2015 to Drew Brees back in like 2007, 2008, when he was coming off of the injury in San Diego and they were jettisoning him. He says to get a franchise quarterback and not overpay them, you have to get them when they're hurt, which is great because hey. that's Sam Bradford every year. Right. Talk about a team that's like, hey, we wouldn't mind keeping Sam Bradford. Oh, you got him? Okay, oh, cool. Great. Sweet. <laughs> Thank- oh, well, we wanted to keep him. Man. I mean, he was on the outs in, in St. Louis anyway, For three right? years he's been on the outs. Yeah. But they haven't been able to do anything better. And um, Well, Sam, and he was, they he were was, paying he was under him. contract. Yeah, they had to pay him. Guaranteed money. I believe he, he was one of the guys that had one of those terrible, terrible um, contracts, right? So Chip Kelly. So this is twice we're mentioning Chip Kelly taking on some contract player that the other teams didn't want to keep anyway. Yeah. It's like, can you please? You will. And gosh, Demarco right. Murray, I I feel so bad for that guy because he's sitting there going, "Well, I'd really like to go well, back to Dallas." I don't feel bad for a guy who just got as paid no, as but, he's going to get. Oh, paid. I understand, but taking if you're living in his life, okay, so you have to take that into consideration. You're already him, so it's not like you're you going into a situation. You're him, right. yes. okay. So he just led the league in rushing. Dallas just won their first playoff game. You know, a large. Uh, well, no, they did. I watched it again yesterday. It was clearly a oh win. My goodness, um, that was ranked as top ten NFL games of last year. I watched it. It was a, a great disaster. game. It's you know, a great game. Is, though, Detroit won the first quarter, and they didn't win the rest of the game. That's That was the problem with the game. Well, the ref stole it from them in the fourth quarter. But that's a separate issue altogether. We've been over mm, this. They didn't. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. The, the point is, what I was trying to say is, DeMarco Murray, I feel bad for him because he wants to go back to Dallas. And they're like, well, we yeah, we they made a token offer that wasn't enough. And they, then, he, then he has to fight between, it's literally Philadelphia, who is, it's just a weird thing i think but the only other team that's, that wants him uh, that really really wanted him was the raiders so it's like he really no. has no choice but look at but you saw what dallas did to replace demarco murray yeah so run just, run dmc yeah darren mcfadden darren mcfadden you want to talk about yeah we're gonna get we're gonna run demarco murray into the ground so he gets injured and then sign an oft injured running back I, that's what i don't get it's like people what? are getting these, these they assume they're getting good, adrian peterson right these pretty good 
What happens? The guy has had like three good games in his life, and they're all against the Chiefs. I think. What? Yeah. What happens if the Vikings actually pony up and pay Adrian Peterson like fifteen million a year or something that would make him happy with the organization again? Does this just leave the Dallas Cowboys completely hanging in the rain? It does not. It does not. And here's why. Tell me why. Because. As we said, running backs are undervalued, and there are about five really good running backs in the draft, and almost assuredly one of them will be available in the first round and probably the second round. Uh, Separate issue. How many running backs get drafted in the first round this year? Uh, I put the over-under at about two and a half. Yeah. Because running backs lately just as undervalued. They don't get drafted in the first Mm -hmm. round, but there are so many good ones, but there are also so many good ones. You're right. I think there's two. There are two. There's Gurley. And Gordon. And Gordon. And then the the wild card is Nebraska's mm. guy. So what do you think? Over or under two point five? I'd probably say under. I'd just say under based as on well. based on trends. Based on trends. Um, yeah, and I'll say right now the Lions. I don't know if it's going to be in the first round or in the second round. But I would tell you right now, just early prediction because I know that team. They're going to draft a running back and a defensive tackle. Where do they draft? They draft twenty two, I believe, mm-hmm. which is plenty enough to get Melvin Gordon if they want him. Probably. But they also got to replace, and the big other big story, and Dominican Sue, of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it. He took franchise breaking money with the Miami Dolphins. Not he only took he only took like one or two million more dollars from Miami than Detroit was offering him, which is just absolutely if that doesn't tell you what's up. But also Florida, no state income tax. He's going to keep all the money. He's obviously a selfish player coming from where he comes from, Nebraska. It's clear he doesn't care about winning, right? <laughs> Uh, it's clear that's all he cares about. This is why he left Detroit. They had to cut uh, Miami Dolphins had to cut five players just to make room for the first year of his contract. Hey, I'm already what? reading reports that say they're going to have to restructure his contract in 2016. You know what? If any player is worth it at his position, it's him. Okay, correct. Yeah, but nobody's worth that kind of money. How about Reggie Bush? Nobody's Did worth you that see kind Reggie of money. Reggie Bush signed with San Francisco. He went there because um, Jared Hayne, the rugby player who the Lions were supposed to draft or supposed to sign, he signed with San Francisco because he's friends with Reggie Bush. The whole reason he was going to come to Detroit is to play with Reggie Bush. So as soon as one of them signed there, I knew the other one was going there. I mean, that looks like another team that's in full rebuilding mode and they don't San Francisco? but they don't realize they don't it. know it they don't know it they, they don't are. know it <laughs> boy is that gonna suck when halfway through the season they're like oh we're two and six yeah <laughs> no they're, they're banking that colin kaepernick is colin kaepernick from super bowl year and not colin kaepernick from colin last year. kaepernick who's been regressing and they were talking about trying to trade for jay cutler like last week i didn't hear that oh it was a rumor maybe it didn't really happen but makes a lot of sense here's the deal if they want to trade for jay cutler They'll be able to trade for Jay Cutler. You think? Chicago does not want Jay Cutler in their team. Do they want Kaepernick? You stop it. They want him at what he's getting paid more than they want Jay Cutler at what he's getting paid. I promise you that right now. But the cool thing about Ndamukong Sue signing with the uh, Dolphins, and I was very upset about that. I thought, as I said before, 50-50 shot, he comes back. To- the Lions didn't do anything wrong. They offered him a perfectly legitimate amount of money, and he said, no, I'm going to take the slight more money and go to Miami. Whatever. I mean, bless him in his travels. I think it's extremely selfish. The Dolphins aren't going anywhere as long as Tom Brady and the Patriots are still there. Not true. The Dolphins' defense is going to be nasty this year. Well, him and Wake, Cameron Wake, uh, playing next to each other. Yeah. Alan Wake playing next to each other. Uh, That's going to be absolutely fantastic. It's going to be like him and Nick Fairley if Nick Fairley, you know, was good. Mm Mm-hmm. Went to the Rams. Good, God bless you, Nick. It's funny you say you were always talking about how he's good, and now that he's not on your team. You say he's not. He's not well, good. Well, he's fat and out of shape, and he isn't motivated. I'd rather have that guy. If we're going to pay somebody, I'd rather it not be a guy who's fat and unmotivated. Hey, nothing says to me more like fat, out of shape, and unmotivated than living in Detroit. Am I right? Well, he represented the people well. I'm not going to lie, but here sorry, I sorry, Detroit. That was mean. Here I am in the Vancouver Public Library because when you're hanging with a librarian in mm. Vancouver, that's where you go. I get on their Wi-Fi there. And all of a sudden, my phone just blows up with all the connections I've been missing, and I get a blur of my phone. Lions trade for Hello T Nagata, and I let out an audible, ah, right there at the library, and everybody's like, shh. We signed a Pro Bowl defensive tackle to replace our Pro Bowl defensive tackle. If we're not going to keep, keep Sue for one-third the cost of keeping Sue, we get a Pro Bowler who's probably got about three good years left in the tank. Done. Done and done. That is not a major step backwards. You're really assuming that a big, fat defensive lineman guy has that much left in the tank at 31 years old. He is. He's 31-year-old Nick Fairley if Nick Fairley cared. Mm. you got to stop calling him Nagata, too. Come on, dude. Nagata. It's Nagata. 
Nagata DeVita, baby. Don't you know I'll always be true? So at least tell me this. What are the Chiefs doing? What are the Chiefs doing? They got Jeremy Macklin. Mm -hmm. They lost Dwayne Bowe. Yeah. Hey, two good things so far. (laughs) I like Dwayne Bowe, but not at $15 No, Dwayne Bowden's no, not worth fifteen you. million. Now, if they want to bring him not back, not even at, over fifteen years. If they want to bring him back at two million or three million, okay, sure. I think about that. Sure, we signed Ben Grubbs. We, tra- ben we Grubbs. traded. We traded a fifth. Uh, we already said uh, we are wearing your Ben Grubbs jersey right now. Gave a fifth rounder for a two-time Pro Bowler that's also thirty-one years old, a lineman. I thought you said we shouldn't do that. <laughs> lineman trading fourth and fifth round picks for thirty-one-year-old lineman for a lineman, 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 offensive lineman. Don't even try. They have longer careers than defensive linemen do. Nagata DeVita had a great year last year until he got busted for four-game suspension. For That just means he's four games fresher that means coming into that, next year. That means, that means that, he's trying. That means he cares. What did he get busted for, Ray? Performance enhancers. Thank you. And why do you take performance enhancers? Because you want to perform. Because you know that you are going way. downhill like A-Rod did in his year. He's going downhill. Uh, He's the new A-Rod sir, on your team. Sir, for the record, A-Rod was doing it his entire career. Nagata-Rod. Let's not kid ourselves. Nagata-Rod. That's the guy you. on your team. How dare you. So that you like what the Chiefs are doing? H-Rod. That's what we're going to call him. Alodi. <laughs> H-Rod. I do. Uh, they also got, you know, Tyvon Branch from the... From the uh, Oh, that's that's a from the Raiders. That's a franchise I maker. I it, the, the I'll tell you the thing that 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 surprised me a little bit is we had a safety that kind of came around last year, Ron Parker, and he was kind of cheap seats with Ron Parker. He's he's twenty eight years old. This was his first year he ever started, really. Uh, and he's but, still a chief. Then you signed him to the, a big contract. Yeah, they signed him to five million a year. So that I was I was like, okay, uh, I hope you know what you're doing. Hope he played like he did last year, <laughs> yeah. but that may that may just be because they don't know if Eric Berry's coming back because of the, the you know the, the cancer. Yee. So I hope Eric Berry can come back this year, if not next year. Well, but I like what the Chiefs are doing so far. They uh, have shored up most of their needs, and now they can kind of draft for for actual need in the draft or best player available instead of by need in the draft. Fair That's enough. What you want to do? And the last thing I want to mention here: Julius Thomas goes to the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> Jaguars had the most money to spend, and boy, did they spend it on Julius Thomas. Now, if you have a young quarterback like Blake Bortles, what's the best safety valve you can have? A good tight end, a pass-catching tight end. Does Julius Thomas just not care anymore? Like, he made it. He went to his Super Bowl. He's done. Time to go get paid. No income tax in Florida. Big contract. Doesn't care about winning. Doesn't care. But anyway, I just had to mention it because, gosh, gosh willing, go get paid, son. <laughs> go get paid, my man. I'm sorry, your NFL career is over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whatever guaranteed money you make, that's how much you're making. Goodbye, Julius Thomas. But I thought you said you like Blake Bortles. So. I do like Blake Bortles, but that Jaguars team is not going anywhere anytime soon. Or, in fact, ever. Sorry, sorry, Jags fans. Both of you. Do they ever make a Super Bowl? What comes first? Do they make a Super Bowl, or do they move to another city first? Move to another city first. Yeah, that's what I think. Assuredly. Yeah. And anyway, we got to talk a little Walking Dead, a little Better Call Saul, and we're going to do it after three seconds of... Tom Petty. Walking Dead and Better Call Saul are both getting absolutely fantastic right now. We'll start talking about Walking Dead. Okay. I'm really nervous for what's going to happen here. This community is so nice. These people are so nice. And it's so clear that our heroes are not fit for this environment. What do you mean they're all so nice? They're so nice. They had that dinner party what where about they all the, got dressed the up. The doctor that's a dick. What about that guy? He's not nice. Nice enough. What about uh, the, the, the politician's son? He's okay. not nice. He's a tool. But generally that's speaking... two people. You said they're all so nice. I've already listed two people. What about the little nosy kid? That nosy kid is fine when no, Carol's not, not scaring the bejesus no. out of him. No. She forced, he forced Carol to do bad Oh, my goodness. Carol is a terrible person. She has murdered children. (laughs) And she doesn't even feel bad about it at all. What if she would have just said, you know, at that point, instead of just scaring the kids. She went a hundred times too far. I guess, you know, to reference what we're talking about on the show, when when he catches her stealing guns from the stash. Stealing guns from the stash. Okay. Instead of saying, look, uh, you can have cookies or... I'll give you cookies if you don't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> or you'll wake up tied to a tree four miles out of the camp with zombies coming at you, yes. in, unable to move. You will be shredded limb from limb, torn into a husk. 
Okay. Where no one will find you. See, that was not... Small child. That was not cool for her to do. I was scared. I thought she was I, coming for me. I thought what she should have done is this. I wet him. He goes, hey, hey, all right. Here's what we're going to do. It's okay. I shouldn't have taken these guns. I'm going to make you more cookies. There's some flowers over there. Just turn around and look at those flowers. Oh, no! <laughs> Don't look at the flowers, kid! Don't do it! Don't look at the flowers! She's going to kill you! Yeah, that was terrifying. That, and just the absolutely creepy look on Carol's face as she's describing the terrible things that are going to happen to him, and then she's just like, or we can have cookies. I'm like, I mean, ah! The thing is that terrifying. Kid, I think she misread that situation because that kid is so straight-laced, he's never not going to tell his mom. I mean... I don't think he's going to tell his mom now. I would tell his mom in front of everybody. And say, hey, she's stealing guns and doing this. And then she can't do anything to you because you've told her in front of everyone. Yeah, except for the fact that Carol then says, oh, active imaginations on these young. Carol turns on the act that she's but, running, and everybody believes Carol over the kid gets no, punished. But, and then she murders the no. kid. They have established already, though, that the, that the kid, they're like, he doesn't ever lie. They established that. They, they made a clear point of saying that, that he doesn't lie. He's mistaken. Yeah. Here's some cookies, everyone. Mm-hmm. Ah! Here's some cookies with applesauce. And then uh, with what's her name, um, uh, the 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 young lady in the party whose name I'm completely blanking on, having her PTSD right there in the middle of the party. Everybody's being like super nice and inclusive to her, and she just starts shouting at people like, "This is not good. This is not going to end well. These people are not well." But Ray, but Rick shaved off his beard. Oh, Rick shaved off his beard, so he's normal now. Yeah. <laughs> No, that just got him crazier. He just doesn't look it. So it all went internal. Yeah, well, what about the... I'm, I'm sorry, I can't get past this. You said all the people are nice. What about that doctor? He's like, hey, come get a checkup. Man, I'm not going to get a checkup from that dude. Well, he's a doctor. Yeah, but the way he said it, it was kind of rapey. And did, no, it wasn't. Yeah, what are was, you talking about? Yeah, it was like... It, it was, was like, professional. No, it was like, hey, I'm going to give you a... a you know, on like... Uh, he I'm didn't gonna, say, come here and let me check your colon. I'm going to be... St- I'm not like that. I'm he's saying, not saying, let's do a was, prostate no, exam. He's, he's like, Rick, are you he over like, 40? Hey, it's time. He was like, come to the dentist like Steve Martin in uh, Little Shop of Horrors. That's what it reminded him of to me. <laughs> then he should Bill Murray it up and go and enjoy it. <laughs> it was not creepy. The whole, the whole overlook was that Rick wants his wife... And now he's going to kill this doctor. Rick is going to kill this doctor and try to move in on the wife. I don't think this, so. Yes, it's so creepy. It's so terrible. Rick, <laughs> you're frightening me. You're all <laughs> frightening me. Daryl's a wacko. Carol's absolutely a wacko. They can't even go to a party without PTSDing and then having <laughs> flashbacks of zombies murdering people. This will not end well. This town will be on fire within two episodes. I disagree. This is not going to... And these people seem perfectly reasonable. I think They're nice. Is, They're are, playing Xbox. I think, They're inclusionary. I think things are going swimmingly. No. Th- well, they should be, but Rick's group will not get out of their own way. So to put this in Xbox terms, Ray, you would say that you sense the red rings of death. Yes. <laughs> It'll be the, that'll be... You know what? Okay. If you guys are listening at The Walking Dead, Mr. Gimple, if you're listening... Uh, Mr. Scott. Kirkman. Scott. We've yes. met Scott. Yes, we know Scott. Come on, Scott. Um, come on, Scott. Scott. I'm just saying, like, if you have a moment right before everything goes to poop in this town where they're playing Xbox and it red rings <laughs> as, like, a foreshadowing of destruction, uh, that would be... be the greatest moment of my entire life. <laughs> that would be amazing. Mm. Uh... Uh... But do you, do you actually see things going well here? Because I do not. Well, Obviously, something is going to happen, but I... Something I, undeserved is going to happen. I, I personally think that it's going to be some kind of outside force that messes things up instead of inside the town. Although there might be, you know, I don't know inside the town. I don't know. This is straight up traitorism. This is straight up heresy going on right now. Carol stealing guns. Rick wants to steal this dude's wife. How do you say that? He just has... He he, the way he's looking at her he is... He hasn't is, been around a lot of women for a while. Correct. I mean, he's just so he goes around, after the first married one around, who's nice to him. But what other women are even there? They're all they're all married. There was a whole room full. Okay, okay. But we only met a handful of people. He's been hanging out with Carol, who in a dark room could be mistaken for Carl. Okay, I mean they have the same haircuts. Carl. They have the same nose. They do, to be fair. Carl. You know what? That's why Carl. That's why Carl wears the hat. <laughs> so we can tell the difference between them. In case Rick gets a little grumpy, Dad, Dad, it's, wait, hold on. I put oh, on a, sorry, Coral. I thought uh, you were Coral. I thought you were Carol, not Coral. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm sure there are some sort of nice young lady that Rick could pair himself off with. 
That look, yeah, he gave her a bunch of looks during that party that was just like, oh, no. Rick, d- Rick, Rick. Yeah, but to be keep fair. It, keep it, keep it together. She was giving him some looks, too. She was, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they were looks that were mistaken. Well, maybe his looks are mistaken. I don't think he's so. He's kind of a crazy person. Who knows what he's thinking? Kind of a crazy person? Yeah. Kind of. Kind you know, of. slightly off. Mm-hmm. Just normally charming. He's a little wacky. <laughs> when he's not seeing ghost ladies out behind the perimeter. Correct. Well, that was three seasons ago, dude. Yeah, he's had plenty of time to get crazier. <laughs> what do you think? He suddenly got better? It's yes. not like he was seeing a shrink all yes. this time. Well, hey, maybe he should just go get a checkup from the doctor that he's been eyeing his wife, and then the dude's going to strap him in and be like, so I noticed. He's been checking out my-. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't go to that doctor. I would absolutely go to that doctor. No, he's been checking out my wife. I don't think this town has a dark secret, is what I'm trying to say. You the don't? dark secret is they love pie and cookies. Hmm. I don't think they have a dark secret, but I think there are. it's not as cohesive as you think it is maybe so what did you think about aaron inviting daryl to like be his like running buddy out there in the wilderness he just he did it because daryl needs something to do and he's very competent with a bow right like well what did you think of it because i know what i thought of it i i'm still trying to i'm trying to decide what i thought of it so maybe you can help me with this well what i thought immediately was like okay so aaron basically goes out to recruit people and is an ambassador of the town yes yeah that's who i want being an ambassador of the town okay i did think that (laughs) Daryl shows up smelly, eating a possum, <laughs> threatening to punch people. Yes. Y'all want some possum I like, guts? I, I, I literally turned to my wife and was like, <laughs> he's the last person you want to be an ambassador. To be fair, though, he does. He wants the guy to be the, the unseen guy. To be the unseen guy who they don't run into. Aaron himself is the talker. And then Daryl is the guy who bails him out if he needs to, or 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 helps him start the car, or sets up the stuff, and, and is a good tracker, is a good hider. Mm-hmm. I would like to say he probably did a much better job of that than his previous partner, who was his lover. I still think who he also wants to keep out of eventually trouble. Eventually, they're going to meet Daryl and be like, "What the?" <laughs> I do think Daryl needs to clean up a little bit if he's going to be seen. Could you like Aaron comes down? Hey, no, I understand why you'd have reservations. No, oh, you're gonna come? That's great. Here's my friend Daryl. We're out. <laughs> we're out. Nope, we're done. You want me to shoot, shoot that cigarette out of your mouth with that crossbow? I'm gonna whip you with this gerbil. <laughs> what? That doesn't even make sense. That's what I do. You smell like humans. <laughs> Rolling some poop. Rolling some poop. <laughs> you smell. You smell too human. Shooter. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point right there. I mean, to be fair, I think it makes sense as something Daryl can do that will let him kind of like go away from the camp because Daryl needs to disappear for a while, right? And come back. Like, that's what Daryl does. He goes away for a week and then he rejoins the camp. And he goes away for a week and he rejoins the camp. That's a perfect job for him in those circumstances, right? Yeah. Perfect. But yes, you're right. I wouldn't want him to be at the welcoming party. So we've got, what, two episodes left? Yeah. The... They didn't say it was. I thought there was only going to be one episode left, but they would have said it's the final I think episode. There are two episodes. So there left. must be at least two episodes to go, yeah. So. This town is not going to make it. This town, it's, it's, out, to, it's outright mutiny. Don't they have to stay in this town for a while? I mean, they built all the sets, right? Yes, to burn them to the ground. <laughs> but not five episodes later. I mean, they've got to be there at least. Oh, you're right, because Terminus lasted for so. Oh. Yeah, but Terminus was basically a warehouse a warehouse and a bunch of mystery meat. And spoiled meat. Yeah. So much empty warehouses. This is actual houses that they have. And, All right, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. So uh, I predict absolute destruction for this town. Who will do nothing to provoke it? It'll be literally what we're talking about where all of a sudden, like, uh, Rick's just going to be like, he's looking at me funny. Shoot him. Shoot him. <laughs> what you mean by that? Open fire. Like, something very innocuous well, is going to set him off. I mean, the, I guess the flaw of The Walking Dead, if there is one right now, is that if that doesn't happen, then it's a boring show. But I find it to be riveting television right now. Like, yes, in the surface, right. it's boring. Nothing is happening. But if the same it's boring. But this thing is simmering. It's but a if pot the same that's thing simmering. keeps simmering for twelve more episodes, then... I will lose interest. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> At that point, it'll become six feet under. No, six feet under was an amazing show. Six feet under's first season or two was amazing, and then they get to a point where for twelve episodes they just spun their wheels, and I stopped caring. Mm, I disagree. Well, you're and you also wrong. got still got a cool death at the beginning of every episode. That is correct. Yeah. But at a certain point, I was just like, everybody's done the same thing this entire season. It's extended on for months now. I'm out. You know who I had a, You know who I spotted? Speaking of six feet under, yes, I spotted uh, that guy Keith. Keith, you remember Keith? Yes, he was the partner of, uh, uh, you know, what's his name, Dexter. Well, he's been in a whole bunch of stuff. I hadden't seen him in anything since oh, okay. then. But he was on a, one of the seasons of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, he's one of those guys that will just show up for like a couple episode story arc and then go away in like every show ever made. 
He's and that guy. I, I did not know this either, that Charlie Hunnam, who is the kind of the lead on Sons of Anarchy. Yes. British. <laughs> Everyone's British. That will make Derek Reed mad. Fair enough. Our pal D. Reed. D. Reed, who, who always cries when uh, every big part gets given oh, to someone who's not You mean every American. person on The Walking Dead? <laughs> Walking Dead, The Wire. Sherlock. Amazon, Sherlock. Well, they're... BBC's office. Everybody in that thing was British. They're taking all our jobs. Right. Yeah? That was dumb. Luther? Dumb. Orphan Black? We had a funny bit going, and you ruined it. That's what I do. You sent it off the rails. Speaking of off the rails, Better Call Saul had a mic-intensive episode. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the best episodes Mike's, of television I've ever seen. I, I would call it Mike-centric. Mike-centric. Yeah. It was so freaking good. That show is already good, and then they put maybe their best episode on the mm-hmm. table outside of the, the pilot. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh, you know, and the thing I noticed during the show last week is that there was so much Mike, I was like, you know what? Mike looks like a better-looking version of Ray as an old man. I have come to this conclusion that 30 years from now, I'm going to look just like Mike from Better Call Saul with the shaved head, with the gray hair, and the eyes and the, and the nose that are just sort of just old manny and too large, his ears sticking out from the side of his head. That is that is half of my family. Sorry, well, guys. Well, let me uh, uh, three three decades in advance say, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I notice you're not disagreeing with me right now. <laughs> well, I don't want to lie. Oh my gracious! <laughs> but this whole Mike-centric thing, like it was, it was almost perfect storytelling in that they they started it off with a whole bunch of questions, and then over the course of the episode, they slowly answered the questions. It was like every good procedural ever done, just at its highest level. Like, why was he shot? Who murdered those cops? You know, where did why did he suddenly show up in Albuquerque and why did this woman from the previous episode look at him funny and not want him around? Mm-hmm. Everything got answered over the course of one perfectly written episode. It was absolute great brilliance. Yeah. I don't even have much more to add than that. I mean, if you saw the episode, you know what we're talking about. I'm a big fan of the kind of the the episodes of different shows where they follow a character that's not the main character. Yes. You know, and you find out a lot about their backstory. Oh, like the the rattle and roll episode of Lost. Sure, except not that at all. Nope. <laughs> um, I well, they did that on Lost a lot. You'd see their backstories, but but sometimes those episodes were successful and sometimes not. And in this case, it was highly successful. Highly successful. We learned. I learned. I mean, I now know who Mike is. You had an idea from watching um, Breaking Bad who Mike mm-hmm. was. Now I have a hundred percent handle on this character. Why he is who he is. Why he does what he does, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I love this character now more than I've ever loved him before. That scene, I mean, I got to say, the whole scene in the bar. The scene in the bar was where he's faking being drunk? Drunk. He's like, I, you know, he, and he does the Godfather, you know, Fredo, I know it was you. Yep. And he, <laughs> but he's, he, he uses the string to open the police car ahead of time, and he stashes the gun in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And then he pretends to be super, super drunk when he is not. Yeah, that was great. And, oh, my gosh. I didn't know what he was doing in that police car. And I thought he was setting up like, a bomb or something. Uh, these cops are dead. Was that because of you? We both know what happened. <laughs> Do you really want to know? Yeah. The question is, can you live with it? <laughs> can you live with it? Oh, my gracious. That's my mic impression. I haven't worked on it, but. Can you live with it? It's not terrible. Carl. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, What if I, Mike was on The Walking Dead? That's what I want to see. He'd be a survivor. He'd live. Here's my question about going back to Walking Dead. Yes. When is Clementine going to make an appearance? Clementine, Clementine from the video game. Yeah. The Telltale series. I believe she will make an appearance. Or uh, who's the other guy? Lee. I don't think Lee is showing up. No Lee? Because, you know, he's dead and all. You know, who, okay. From the Walking Dead video game, yes. who would be the most fun character to show up? Oh, it'd be Kenny. Absolutely. Absolutely Kenny. be yes. Kenny. Yes. <laughs> it would 100% be, it'd be Kenny bef- between episodes before he gets to the cabin where he's with his, uh, his Mexican girlfriend. Mm-hmm. That dynamic of those two characters together, just out trying to find their way, I would love to see them run into Kenny. What about Kenny and Duck, his well, son? Duck's kind of a mess. Yeah. But Duck was kind of an idiot, and he yeah, got himself be, eaten by a zombie. That's more fun for the show. Duck. Those two show up at the doors. Hey. It's me, Kenny. I'm going to shoot this girl. Mm-hmm. What is he, Sling Blade? <laughs> yeah. Gracious. So anyway, we're going to keep watching both of these episodes. They're both just so good. If you're not watching Walking Dead and Better Call Saul, what's wrong with you? Wrong Why with do you. you hate the good things in life? What's wrong with you? We live in the m- biggest entertainment age where there is more good things to I- imbibe 
uh, as far as uh, entertainment goes than there have ever been before in, in the history of our lives. And yet we have hipsters out there. I don't even own a TV. Well, you're dumb. That's my answer. Dummy head. Yeah. I told you, dumb dumb. In any case, we'll be right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Queen. I want to break free. I want to break free. Well, we would be remiss on a sports-themed show to not talk about the ugly incident that happened. The racist incident, Brent. At the University of Oklahoma? Yes. The Sigma Alpha Epsilon. S-A-E. Ugh. Yeah, just gross, man. Well, okay. I think you know, if, unless you haven't been on the planet, you know the story. They, someone had their camera phone on and they were chanting a, a racist chant about done to a nursery rhyme. Yeah, done to a. If you're happy and you know it, singing, you know, clap your hands. Yeah, there'll never be a you a know blank blank n word racist epithet. Yeah, in our in our fraternity and and then making and re- also talks about lynching people, making references to lynching people. Yeah. Now that's you know what it's 2015, right? They do they are aware they have own calendars or iPhones mm-hmm. that do tell them what year it is, right? That wouldn't have been acceptable in 1965. Yeah, <laughs> we're 50 years so, past. I guess my big takeaway from this is if there was one person doing it, there were five buses. Okay, going to this event, five buses. You want me to believe this is the only bus on which this was occurring? Can you believe the camera was on in the one racist bus? And not the other four <laughs> totally non-racist buses of hey this guys, fraternity. Just so, uh, just so you know, uh, we have five buses. This one up here is—I know some of you have boarded already. This bus here is the racist bus. Can we get all you racists get on the front so, bus? If you want some good, you know, if you want to chant the N word, yeah. get on the front bus. The rest of y'all get on the back bus. If you guys want to hear some anti-Negro spirituals, please get on our bus. Uh, but I mean, on the plus side, at least it didn't happen in a place where lynchings and whatnot have. Oh uh, boy! But you know, so the, the the university did the right thing. They condemned it. The, the well, I would hope the, so. The, so did the fraternity. If, if the University but of Oklahoma me, comes out and says, "No, nah, we're cool with this that," is the that's sign, a problem. This is the sign of a bigger problem, and it's not just one bus doing it. If somebody, if one person's doing it, they're not the only ones. And by the way, the two guys that withdrew from school or got kicked out—I don't know which order it actually happened in. I heard everyone on the bus chanting it. Yes. So everyone it on the bus. It wasn't just the two guys yeah. on camera, folks. This isn't the thing they just made up spur of the moment together. Yeah. This is a thing. And can you believe this one isolated incident? Clearly, if it happened here, it must not happen anywhere else. Right. It's kind of embarrassing. Like, it's 2015, everybody. It's really embarrassing. What the F is going on? 2015. We live in the future, and we still have to deal with this associated with our colleges, our young people? Mm-hmm. Because you know what? You're taught that. Oh, yeah. And you're taught that at a, at a young age, and you either make a choice to reject it, or you embrace it and teach it and ruin the next generation. And it's dumb. It's dumb. Yes. I have, I mean, when I was a kid, I have heard some of, some of the elders of my family, and you hear stuff, and you reject it. My dad made sure that that was not acceptable and that I knew it. Mm-hmm. You let the old crazy people talk old and crazy and racist, but you, you know deep down it's wrong, and you don't project it forward. Because we live in the future. Yeah, I can't believe we have to talk about stuff like this, but we do. It's important to at least make reference to it because, I mean, you know, there is, and, and people talking about racism with the Eagles. Stephen A. Smith called Chip Kelly a racist because he was jettisoning all his black players and picking up white players. And keeping the Keeping dude, Riley Cooper. Keeping the Riley Cooper who, you know, says. The, the Riley end. Cooper. He's yeah. now a pejorative. And that's the show for this week, everybody. Don't be racist. It's not good. Don't be racist. Just, you know, why? You're just dumb if you're doing that. Correct. Anyway, thank everybody for listening. No, there's nothing much to add to that. It's just a true fact. Statement of truthness. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can check us out on iTunes. Of course, we appreciate five-star reviews. If you want to give them, you can check us out on Stitcher Radio. Add us to your playlist there. It all helps. It all helps us uh, do what we need to do. Get bigger. Do the thing. Bring you amazing comedy and sports knowledge. What? And nerd TV show knowledge and about Ray's nerd game that he's playing. I play a lot of nerd games. Yeah. That's what I do. Uh... <laughs> 
But yeah, and also uh, uh, let let other people know about us, man. Share the love. Go to raybrentpodcast.com. Uh, Go to our Facebook page. Well, first of all, this is, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. You can contact us on Twitter. I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Or you can tweet the show at Ray Brent Podcast. You can email us, raybrentpodcast at gmail.com. Our websites, as I just said, raybrentpodcast.com or facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Get all the news about the latest shows. You would have known that this show was going to be a few days later than normal. If you were at Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. So a lot of people we want to uh, thank this week, Brent. Mm-hmm. We have to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Gotta thank the train wrecks. Uh, are they going on tour again anytime soon? I don't know. Probably. He'll, he'll let me know if they do. And we will pimp those shows yeah, we will. when appropriate. We also have to thank David Knoll for producing the show. Dino! Nobody calls Why him Dino. I do. Stop you're, saying you're that. It. I always call him Dino. Only you call him Dino. And you, you, you said I could call him Dino because you destroyed him in racquetball. So. That is also a very false story. I did not say that. That's I said the opposite. It. And we have to thank Jordan Monsell. Is there something he's supposed to be promoting? Oh, yeah, Jordan Monsell uh, has a uh, art show if you're here in Los Angeles called, and you can look it up on Facebook. It's called Cut It Out. Cut so, It Out. The silhouette art of Jordan Monsell. From, it's, and it's all Dave Coulier? No. From Out of Control? From March 20th to March 29th oh. at the Hero Cut. Complex Gallery. Cut It Out. Jordan Monsell, go. We have to go to that, Ray. We will go to that. Why not? Yeah. Why not? That's what I'm saying. Or go to Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. You can buy some art. Mm-hmm. JordanMonsell.com has less art, I hear, but still a good thing to check out. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody else you want to thank, Brent? Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains. You always get what you want.